Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Dicing with Design. This is the show all about games, from creating them to playing them and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, joined by Matthew on this season where we're rediscovering our love of games, looking at board games, tabletop, everything gaming. Uh, this season is sponsored by Alitu, A-L-I-T-U dot com, which can help you create your podcast. If you want to create something like this, either for your hobby, for your work or for anything else, pop over to Alitu.com and it'll help you create a podcast quickly and easily. Just upload your raw audio, we'll polish it, produce it and publish it for you. Otherwise, enjoy Dicing with Design. We're about to talk games. What's the difference between a, a, a miniature war game and just a board game? Like, what makes it more appealing to you? Yeah, I, don't, I wonder, you know, back to to sort of getting into it, obviously the first things I saw were like these little photos of the miniatures. So just the, the thought of, and at that age, you know, eight years old, you're still into toys as yeah, well, yeah, actual yeah. kids' toys. Yes. So the thought of, um, could I get some of these? Um, the 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 realization then that you painted them yourself. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. this more personal connection <clears throat> to you know just getting like Burble Bill of the Thundercats. Yeah, and yeah. There he is. You yeah. know, he's ready to, to play <laughs> with. So and and the worlds as well, the universes, uh, just like a, a great escapism. Again, yeah. when we're going back to the pre-internet age. The information about all these worlds wasn't as freely available as yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah. So any information you did find was like this little nugget, this little window into something else. Yeah, and yeah. you know when you when you managed to get a book, you you would read it three or four times yeah, and just yeah. try and pull all the info out. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it, is it sort of the same for you? Or yeah, it makes a big difference when there's we call it the fluff, don't you? <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's a slightly disparaging term because it means the nonsense behind the game, the fluff behind yeah. the game. We just want to play the game, but actually the fluff makes a big difference. Like the story behind the, the dwarfs, for example. I love the the book. So I've read some of the books. You, have you read any of the fantasy? Yeah, that that is one thing I maintained throughout my near 20 year hiatus. Yeah, I've yeah. continued to read Black Library uh, novels. Yeah. yeah. So the Black Library books are great because they let you read a lot of the fluff, like to get the backstory that really kind of buys you into some of the races. Um, and I know, so Joe's a big uh, Orcs, Orcs and Goblins fan. That's what one of his kind of first loves and that's the one he plays with most often probably. And and he reads all the stories about it and he reads the, the rule books. I mean, that's the part of the reason why Warhammer, I think, has done so well because the rule books aren't just rules. Mm -hmm. Like they're full of the fluff. Like they've got, like they've got the special characters. They've got the kind of background of each of the units, like where these units came from what their strengths and weaknesses are not just in the stats but like tied mm -hmm. into a story behind where that strength and that weakness came from that kind of stuff what the history of the army like show they've always got timelines of what happened with the orcs and goblins say for the last 500 years why they got to where they are just now and i think that does make a big difference it it buys you into um, that's probably why warhammer has done so well as opposed to a lot of the other model companies because because you know these like special units like I know the the slayers the dwarf and slayers you know the story behind why the slayers are naked and why they've got their double axes <laughs> and all this kind of stuff um, 
as opposed to other model companies who create cool models, but like you're, you're like, I don't, I don't really know why that model's like it is. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it makes a big difference for me, I think. It's also like, a, not to go too far off topic, but it's an investment when, if you encounter somebody else who's got their own universe, it's an investment yeah. to learn about that. Yes. Whereas, you know, Games Workshop, they're so prominent and, uh, you know, any books that you read, you just sort of fall into it. I remember I I got in one of the White Dwarf magazines, it was an actual Warhammer world map. Mm -hmm. And I've actually, I found it not that long ago because I moved house. So one of the games, when we're talking about games we liked or games we played, I didn't mention it, but Blood Bowl, my pal had Blood Bowl and we basically had this Warhammer world map, huge map of all the different continents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we went through it because we're football fans as well. Yeah. And we basically created like four divisions of Blood Bowl teams from all these different places. Yeah. And like we were going to buy all the teams and make yeah. them into all these teams and we we're yeah. going to do this league and we're saying <laughs> people who didn't even play it like, oh, you have to get involved in our league. And when you're that age, again, things things never take off. Yeah, yeah. But um, we just sat and like, you know, through the, the whole world, every town had like a, a Blood Bowl team and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're just totally immersed in it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I know. You, I, I, I'm still like this actually, but I was, especially when I was a kid, I was so fat. Daddy, like, would just get into stuff so deep and just learn, buy all the magazines, read all about it as much as I possibly could. And yeah, games were definitely one of those. <laughs> Do you think there's a, an obvious connection as well but because of the painting and stuff? Yep. You're buying, you're painting, yeah, and yeah. when you put this stuff on a table or on a board, it, there's more of a connection with it, isn't yeah, there? Because yeah. you've, you've hand-built it almost. It's, it's, I find that quite funny, actually, because I, I think partly because I didn't get into it as a kid, I... I've not really ever got into the painting side of things. That was always more of a pain for me. Like mm. I would buy pre-painted models if I could. Yeah. And I did paint. I got, I did, it almost felt a bit relaxing from time to time. Like I would do it of an evening with a, a TV program or something in the background and it would help me wind down from work or something. But more often than not, I prefer to do something else. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's a consequence of the fact that I got into it more when I was busy anyway. Like I was doing stuff and even uh other things yeah <laughs> social things or whatever but do, like were you into it when you were a kid like yeah painting? i was and yeah and i didn't think that i would enjoy it coming back in yeah but uh, i've spent a lot of time painting over the you've last been moaning about the size of the paint pots yeah because <laughs> i've bought my well what i would class as modern paints um, so the, the the ones i've got the now it's like uh, apparently you don't get half these colors anymore yeah um so I'm going to name ones that you probably do get, but uh, like I had like a plague bearer brown and stuff, and like <laughs> um, snake bite leather. I, I, and you're like the same, the same complaint. Oh, these are so much smaller than when I was a yeah, kid. It's like cream eggs have got smaller, and paints have got smaller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I, yeah, I've been um, I've been painting away, and I've been quite enjoying it. And I I started with the approach of like you know minimum effort, maximum results sort of yeah, thing. Like yeah. what what's the minimum I could do to these to make them look decent on yeah. on you know the battlefield? <laughs> and I found myself getting because I've been listening to other podcasts as well about painting and stuff. And suddenly I'm like you know I could do a wee bit more detail on this or yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I think what what I want to do is like have the the armies that I have the now yeah. get them painted to a standard where they look okay yeah, yeah, and then yeah. if I want I could go back to them and start adding yeah. wee bits in there as well yeah, so yeah. it's I find some of the 
uh, fanaticism around painting quite funny as well. So like uh, Matt and Joel will um, identify with this when I say that I quite often turn up with just like unpainted models uh, and throw out a few unpainted dwarfs onto the you yeah. know, onto the table and they just look at me aghast. Like can't believe you, can, you've... you can't play with them. They're they're not painted. They're not <laughs> they're not ready. They're like what? They're still the models. And I've I've actually turned up with uh, little pieces of card with someone written on them like Slayer <laughs> just written there and they're like that is no I'm not playing you <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine go, trying to go to like one of the serious tournaments and do that like, uh, yeah but I mean I I, <laughs> I understand because like they're so into this hobby and it and a big part of it for them like Matt and Joe are brilliant at the painting Grant as well to be fair I, I don't know why I'm missing him out in that because Grant's an excellent painter too and they turn up with these models that just look brilliant and that's what they'll end up spending time on in the evenings and it's a great hobby like I like the idea of being good at it and I, I love looking at well-painted models but um, I don't quite have the same kind of uh, it's almost snobbery, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put an unpainted model on the table. <laughs> I have heard on, you know, some of the different shows I've been listening to that that is a bit of a culture, as you would expect, you know, any, any, okay, any yeah. hobby on, no, like fact, I say, anything on totally the internet, you're yeah. going to come yeah. across folk that are, you know, a bit, well, not great people and uh, <laughs> posting photos of like something you've done. Somebody could shit on you just yeah. as much as somebody could say, like, well done. So yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I started a wee Instagram account for my, my stuff. Because oh, really? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be putting it on my podcast account because it's... Because well, like, people call you a geek. Well, no, nah, I think they probably would anyway, <laughs> to be honest. It's but, not uh, like your uh, rabbit pictures and audio drama exactly, uh, postings I'm are terribly not, cool. <laughs> not painting myself in a great light anyway. Um, so yeah, I created one. I think it's called Relapsed Miniature Collector. Okay. Uh, because that's that's essentially what I am. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, amazing how many followers you, you quickly get in that world. Cool. Maybe it's because I use some hashtags or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been it's just been really good to to look through the timeline and and see everyone else's stuff and yeah. feel inadequate because it's because <laughs> it's so level good. Than yes, me, yeah. indeed. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I th I think that's it for me. I I don't get into the paint so much, but the story is the thing that draws me in. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dicing with Design. We love to hear from you, so please do get in touch. You'll find me at the podcast host on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear on future episodes. And find Matthew at Relapsed Miniatures on Instagram, where you can see his pictures of uh, painting, of everything around what he's doing in gaming these days. Also remember, this season is sponsored by Alitu, A-L-I-T-U.com. If you want to create your own podcast from hobby to work or otherwise, you can get on there, upload your raw audio, and we'll polish it up, brand it, and publish it for you, help you edit as well. Go over to Alitu.com for a seven-day free trial. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good week. <laughs>